0: All right, now you're listening to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Bronin, just a fed-up taxpayer bringing you all of your Texas local and national news. Welcome to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I am Bronin, your host. Thank you for tuning into another episode or if you are joining the program for the first time, 1,000 welcomes. Today on the show, I'm going to be covering two topics, the first of which is Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson has come out. Yes, he has come out as a Republican. And I, I don't really know what to think about it. I do recall it was just a few months ago that Eric Johnson protested his property tax bill. And that's because it was thirty or $35,000 per year, per year on one home. Because the value of his property has increased so much since he originally purchased it about 10 years ago, which is the case for most Americans and definitely in Texas and in the DFW area. Now, Dallas, even though we're lumped in, obviously, in, in DFW, but a lot of the growth that's occurring in this region is actually in the suburbs like Frisco and Plano and Irving and Fort Worth. And if you look at the property tax rates, in those neighboring cities and towns it's significantly lower i think it's like you know 40 45 cents on the 100 versus 70 cents or so on the 100 here in dallas there's a huge differential right it it can be thousands of dollars per year certainly hundreds of dollars per year if you've got a lower property value but these surrounding communities of Dallas. Uh, property values, they have absolutely soared. You know, if you had a $250,000 budget five years ago, you'd probably have to really be close to doubling that to to be competitive. And nobody, if you're an independent home buyer, forget about it. You're completely shit out of the market. It's 8% interest rate on a mortgage. You couldn't carry a $100,000 mortgage right now and a condo fee if you were going to be getting into a condo. You could not carry a $100,000 mortgage in those conditions. You you certainly couldn't rent anything out. You couldn't purchase something and think you're going to rent it on an 8% mortgage. You're not going to make anything. It will absolutely crucify you. So Eric Johnson, he protested his property tax bill just like I did. And I, I was unsuccessful, by the way, if you're curious. And so was Eric Johnson. And then he did have an opportunity to appeal. He decided not to appeal. Now, Eric Johnson, as mayor of Dallas, we don't have a strong mayor system here in Dallas, like other cities, New York, Boston, L.A. And essentially, the mayor is like a just an additional city councilor. They get a city council vote, obviously. They, they get more name recognition. But he, Eric Johnson, he has voted to lower the tax rate in Dallas. And it has lowered. It, it's lowered for maybe even the past decade. But the problem is it's so marginal. It's We're, we're talking about a percentage of a penny here on the 100 that with the rising property values, Dallasites, you don't even... You don't actually get a tax cut. Your tax bill is still going up, which is why it's so important to protest your property uh, tax assessment each year. So there are some city councilors, obviously not a majority. Some of them, including mine, uh, Paul Ridley, some of them have come out for they really want to meaningfully decrease the tax rate in Dallas by, you know, maybe eight cents on the hundred, which would make a difference. But of course we've got plenty of far left Democrats who are looking to balloon the budget. I think the Dallas budget is going to be a billion dollars more than it was the previous year. And so obviously those people, they're not looking to give any meaningful tax Breaks to residents, even though they're their residents themselves and are paying this tax rate, even if they're renting, their landlords are certainly passing off those tax hikes to their tenants. In any case, Johnson and I—I I actually did—I voted for him when he first ran back in 2018 or 2019, and he ran unopposed in his second. Election bid, which I, I mean, that's pretty shocking. A top ten city in America, and you can't even get one opponent to run for the mayoral office. It's it's pretty amazing. But the city council races, they're pretty low dollar, under hundred k per councilor per race, and and even some complete nobodies, some total nobodies, were able to still get thirty percent of the vote with zero money, essentially zero marketing or strategy or anything at all it's it's really amazing for such a big city like dallas but it just goes to underscore the point that i make ad nauseum that many people they just tune in for the presidential election they they don't care that the people who have the most control over their lives are down at city hall or in their state house they don't want to tune in for that they just want to go out and vote in the presidential election every four years, get get a nice phony baloney mail and ballot for for themselves and their dead parents and grandparents and illegal aliens. So Mayor Johnson, pardon me for going off on that tangent, Mayor Johnson, he published an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend, and I I won't read the whole thing to you, but he did have some interesting content. I'll read just a, a little bit of it american cities need republicans and republicans need american cities when my political hero teddy roosevelt was born wow only 20 percent of americans lived in urban areas by the time he was elected president that share had doubled to 40 percent today it stands at 80 percent as america's cities go so goes america unfortunately Many of our cities are in disarray. Boy, can you say that again? Can can you think of a city that isn't in disarray? LA, Boston, New York, New Orleans, Detroit. Mayors and other local elected officials have failed to make public safety a priority or to exercise fiscal restraint. Most of these local leaders are proud Democrats who view cities as laboratories for liberalism rather than as havens for opportunity and free enterprise. Right. All they tweet about are bike lanes and illegal alien rights and making sure that nobody is facing any consequences for shooting up heroin in the Starbucks bathroom or robbing everything in sight in the in the Walgreens or the CVS or the nordstrom that that's what most of our mayors that's pretty much their job now showing up to every single lgbtqxyz double x plus percent event and parade and celebrating diversity to the max and making sure that the that the police body cameras are turned off if one of their favorite constituents is committing any crimes too often local tax dollars are spent on policies that exacerbate homelessness and as we know homelessness it is not in decline here in dallas it doesn't seem to be in decline anywhere it is rampant it is growing and it it certainly you, you know what it drives me a lot more crazy than than illegal alien issues The homelessness problem, as far as I can see, is a native-born problem, and it could very easily, as you know, it could very easily be eliminated, but instead, no, we want to pay to have a full-time Dallas police officer in my small local library branch monitoring the bathroom so the homeless people don't turn it into a heroin campsite, even though we're down... 500, I I have heard estimates between 500 and 2,000 police officers more needed in Dallas. And, And we have to have one police officer dedicated to bathroom monitor in my local library branch because of homeless people. Too often local tax dollars are spent on policies that exacerbate homelessness, coddle criminals, and make it harder for ordinary people to make a living. Yeah and too many democrats insist on virtue signaling proposing half-baked government programs that aim to solve every single societal ill and on finding new ways to thumb their noses at republicans at the state or federal level yeah like when it comes to masks and vaccines and the lovefield shooter Portia odafua who went up to lovefield airport dallas last year in an uber And she had a gun and she started discharging the gun in the airport down in the ticketing area. And the Dallas judge, Democrat, ends up giving her up to 30 days in a mental health facility, up to 30 days. This is after the same woman has been charged with arson and bank robbery. And she has been through the courts before, and she always ends up in front of a friendly, empathetic judge. And the judge has sentenced her before to mental health outpatient treatment that she didn't go to. And now she just gets more of the same, more of the same. What is going to stop that insane lunatic psycho from what's what's next because it seems like there's a progression here she goes from arson and bank robbery to shooting a gun in an airport Uh, where do you go next where where, what's next for portia odafu she's going to be magically healed from her up to 30 days of taxpayer funded mental health inpatient outpatient i don't know who cares crap enough This makes for good headlines, but not for safer, stronger, more vibrant cities. He also mentioned in here that he was reelected with over 98% of the vote, but left out the fact that he ran completely unopposed. So uh, Johnson says he will not be running again. Actually, it's possible you might only be able to do two terms as mayor in Dallas. I, I should know that, but I'm not certain. So he'll be done in... 2027 and obviously he's laying the groundwork now for what his next move is going to be you know what i i I don't have any beef with the guy at least he's talking about trying to get taxes low or at least he's acknowledging that homelessness is a problem i mean as far as democrats go it, it could be a lot worse it is it is much worse in many other parts of the country of course as you know All right, I'm going to move off of the mayor of Dallas's Republican inauguration, and I want to talk about the botched impeachment trial of Ken Paxton. I, I know I've been talking about that a lot on the show, but now Paxton, he's back on Twitter. I think he was barred from making public statements, and his wife, she's been on Twitter, Angela Paxton, the state senator who represents parts of Collin County. Well, one of the contentious pieces in the trial was the bribery angle that Ken Paxton, he was charged with an article of impeachment around bribery. Basically, Nate Paul, the campaign donor who gave him $25,000 in 2018 campaign funds, had also paid to remodel Ken Paxton's kitchen. That was the claim. And so Angela Paxton, who... She was there in person throughout the Sem trial, but was barred from voting, obviously, the marital conflict of interest. Instead, she spent the trial, she would tweet out Bible passages. And anyway, now she posted a video, maybe a couple of videos, of her in the Paxton's kitchen in Austin. They have multiple homes, don't you know? Even though Tony Busby tried to convey that Ken Paxton and his poor wife were close to poverty. They've got two homes in two of the pricier areas in Texas. Obviously, Austin has probably got some of the highest real estate values in the state. And anyway, Angela Paxton, she was, you know, she was trying to be a little snarky, but she was showing that her countertops were ceramic Tile and not granite as was alleged during the impeachment trial can you imagine it got to that level and i think that the defense the paxton defense team they felt most confident in when when they were arguing that the kitchen remodel was was completely false that it, it couldn't be proven and you know to be quite honest i was not convinced by the prosecutor's claims and evidence that the Paxton's did get their kitchen remodeled uh, per a bribe basically from Nepal. I didn't find the strongest evidence of that. As I've mentioned, the the strongest evidence of abuse that I saw during the trial was the hiring of Brandon Kamek, the completely inexperienced, basically no federal experience, special prosecutor who, Went around serving subpoenas to different federal officials and, and banks. I thought that was the most egregious abuse of power. But you know what? All of these politicians, most of them, most politicians, they're abusing their office in one way or another. Whether it is, they're you know they're getting private jet rides or they're getting vacations or their children are getting access to the top colleges. In the country, even though they may not be the most qualified candidates. And I'm not excusing any of that behavior, but you know what? I mean, look at Bob Menendez, the Democrat U.S. Senator in New Jersey. He has had a swirl of suspicion, I would say more than a swirl of suspicion hanging over his head for years. And the, the feds are finally coming down on him, which is pretty shocking, seeing as most of them would be Democrats, of course. But, I mean, talk about, there's a real egregious example. He and his wife, both both a disgrace. So, I, I don't know. I still think Ken Paxson abused the office, but you've got to be practical as well. What are, you, what are you going to replace him with? Who is going to replace him? And... Dan Patrick the lieutenant governor he has been very mouthy since the end of the trial. I thought he conducted himself very cordially even if he he obviously has no experience as as a judge, he's never been a lawyer, doesn't have a law degree. But I still thought he conducted himself well and he he definitely gave the appearance of being fair. I I really think so, whatever whatever you think. But He has been on some of the talk radio shows, and he's basically blasting the House now, particularly Speaker Dade Phelan. And so is Ken Paxton on Twitter. And they're both basically claiming that it was Paxton who called for Drunk Dade Phelan, Speaker of the Texas House, to resign from office after video surfaced of Drunk Dade Phelan wielding the gavel and he complete he appears to be completely inebriated and i have heard there is a bar in the back of the the state capitol or where the house chamber is and that drinking is i don't know if encouraged is the word but that drinking definitely goes on during session and so anyway the the guy he i think he's only about 50 years old But he looked like he had a stroke or he was drunk. I mean, I don't know if there's any other way to explain it. And I don't think he's put out any defense for himself. So anyway, Ken Paxton called on Drunk Dade Phelan to resign after that video emerged. This is back in May. And Paxton claims now, well, as soon as I called on Phelan to publicly resign, or as soon as I made my remarks, well, next thing you know, I'm getting slapped with an impeachment investigation that was completely rammed through over Memorial Day weekend when no one is paying attention, including the people voting on this impeachment trial or whether to send it to the Senate for trial. And that there was just absolutely no time for House members to pose questions to witnesses or to get any responses or to do any deep thinking about it. And so anyway, Paxton is basically just saying now that it should be Dade Phelan resigning. And Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, I, I don't know if he's called on Phelan to resign, but he's certainly called on him to apologize and admit that he made a mistake and be a man. And he, he's feeling very confident about that. So we'll we'll see. Uh, Dade Phelan, he is holding firm in his remarks. He, he is. Rebutted that the House process was a clean process, and that any remarks from the Senator Ken Paxton to say otherwise, it's just an attempt to basically disturb a process that the founders of the state of Texas enshrined in the Constitution. All right, that's enough of that. I guess the next battle that's going to be going on in the legislature is. A special session. This is something that Governor Greg Abbott has called for. He wants a school choice special session. And I've talked about that a little bit in previous episodes. I'll get into it more as we learn more about what this policy might look like. But as we know, many of our schools, they're a complete disaster. They're a total disaster. They have been for years, especially in the wake of COVID, which just was basically a big bat signal to everybody to just get completely out of control, whether it's homeless people, whether it's criminals, whether it's kids in the classroom. Uh, It's it's insanity. Anyway, I'll get into that in another episode. I am Bronin. You can follow me on Twitter, RTR underscore Bronin please follow me on whatever platform you are streaming the podcast from. I'm on all the major platforms and be sure to tune in to the next episode of the real Texas radio podcast.